You are listening to Go Doc Yourself, your weekly documentary book club. Listen in while we two errands dissect our most recent documentary find. Sometimes weird, sometimes mainstream, but always entertaining. Grab a cup of coffee and let's clutch. Hi, and welcome to Go Doc Yourself. I'm Erin McCart. And I'm Erin McCourt. Welcome to a kind of mini-sode, I hope. (laughs) (laughs) Today, we're going to cover a short documentary, which isn't the first time. Lord of the Weans was short as well, so I love that one so much. So good. But with the end of the year coming and me traveling and everything, we thought, well, we'll just do a short one. And I don't know if you guys know, but there are a lot of short documentaries and a lot of really weird short documentaries. So we might have to start sprinkling these in a little bit more. Yeah, almost like we can't really justify funding a whole thing about this, but we'll just whet your appetite with uh, a little snippet. Mm-hmm. And I can appreciate that because I too would have totally fixated on the subject in question mm-hmm. in this documentary. Um, that it just would have eaten me alive until I found out so I can relate to somebody, uh, an, obser- an ob- observer, an observer even, <laughs> of life, right? So yeah. as a scientist, that's sort of what you're supposed to be like. You're like, hmm, what are, what are about that? So, Yeah, I think I just would have made up stories. And so anytime someone asked if they were visiting me and they saw it, I would just make up a different story every time, make it more and more bizarre. I mean, that's also a good game to play with yourself, but I would forget what I told people last time and it just would have been on a loop. And I think people would have thought, (laughs) you know, she's lost it, which is, you know, maybe there's some merit in that. Some charm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this week we're going to talk about the rocket on the roof. This was done in 2016. It's 14 minutes long ish. We found it on YouTube. It's directed by Ryan Maxey and Josh Pollan. They have another short that we might have to cover at some point in time called Bob Spells Backwards, and I have got to watch that. <laughs> I think these are nice because it's not the same run-of-the-mill show, right? It's it's tapping into a different part of your brain, and I always like that about documentaries because, again, I like to learn stuff, and there's so much weird shit out there. So anyway, yeah, The Rocket on the Roof. There's also a guy in this named Wesley Francis. Mm-hmm. Nobody's introduced in this, which is maybe my beef uh, with this documentary. So just, you know, if for for later, for future projects. But just from context, you could kind of pick up who these people were. So my first line is, drinks from flask, ample anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I have potential as a screenwriter. Absolutely. So Wesley's standing outside a very nice gated property. It's an apartment building. He's asking some residents some questions. And it's really about if anybody knows the story of there's a rocket on the roof of this apartment building. And it says USA. It's bright red or muted red. Maybe a one time of bright red. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think the question is, is that a real rocket? Is maybe what this whole thing is centered on. Mm-hmm. But I love the fact that that most of the residents haven't even noticed it. They don't know anything about it. I mean, it's like he's calling attention to it for the first time. Right. So 
I think my favorite part about the opening is it was like 6.45 a.m. Like they were going to do clandestine work and try to get to the rocket on the roof. But it was bright as ever, like midday brightness. Sun was out. People walking their dogs. And he's like, I thought it would be darker. (laughs) Right. You can check those things on the news to see when the sun will rise. (laughs) Right. 100%. So once they are able to get into the apartment building because somebody takes pity on them and ushers them in. It's beautiful on the inside. It's like a lot of beautiful hardwood floors and like pretty like crown molding and stuff like that. And it's like kind of uh, a building with character, Mm -hmm. like an older style. And I really appreciated that. So that kind of leads maybe to more of a, a feel that it might be real. So it's not like a super modern building. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of think that that adds a little bit to the mystery. They do end up waiting on the manager. It is unclear whether they actually talk to the manager, but they're just kind of wandering around and like noticing hallways with which they might access the roof and things like that. It's pretty funny. Right. But then they just leave because they're waiting and nothing seems to happen. So they just leave. Right. It's a manager power move to be like, if you could just wait right here. Mm-hmm. So. I'll be with you at my leisure. <laughs> One of the guys they talk to that lives in the building, he's like, well, I don't I don't know anything about it, but if you give me your card, I'll ask the manager. I'll talk to the manager. He walks off. No one really thinks anything about it after that, right? Right. A few months later, that cat actually emailed them. So he'd forgotten about it. He saw their card on his desk. And he's like, oh, hey. And he talked to the manager. And the manager was like, listen, it was here when I got here. I don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. But she gave... Romeo, I think was his name, or that's what they were calling him. That's what I had. Yeah. Yeah. She gave him the name of the previous manager, whose name was Harry, and gave him the number. And so Romeo calls Harry, and Harry is weirdly excited to talk about this (laughs) and, like, ask for the documentarian's number so he can get in contact with him. Like, he's got to share this knowledge. So you're like, what the fuck happened with this rocket? (laughs) Right. Introducing intrigue and suspense. Yeah. Yeah. So we find out that Harry has some very grave concerns about it, which also kind of feeds into your curiosity, all from the phone call. So they may make this kind of clandestine appointment to meet in a park at a specific bench, which I was like, that is very like spy-esque. Yes, I it just because it was left on a voicemail and he's like, I'll be at this park at this bench at 11. And you're like, and the cow flies at midnight. What in the world? It was just so right. funny to me to hear this. I'll be wearing a red rose. <laughs> Your code word is bird gang. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. That's absolutely what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Which I love, Wes. He's like, we have to go. <laughs> to go meet this person so they do well they're already they're already in this far right yeah they got i mean there's no question of how much footage you know you can tape nowadays because it's digital so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right so they go meet him and he shows up and he's an older gentleman with a cane and that and he's talking and apparently he's like all over the place talking about he was in the military, but he was talking about this Air Force base, which I don't think he was in the Air Force because he referenced it like it was something different. And then, you know, the rocket was there when he started, but he didn't know anything about it. And he was concerned that other people weren't more concerned. 
mm-hmm. and he can't get up on the roof now because he's too old and frail or whatever, but he wants Wes to go on the roof. And I thought, how many years did you manage this place? Why didn't you check it then? I don't know. I I would like to mention that they kind of roll up on this bench and they have a surveillance van <laughs> situation going on, <laughs> which is also really funny. So... Harry has a lot of concerns. Um, I think the bit about the Vander- Vandenberg Air Force Base was just kind of a reference to, at the time when Harry was managing, there was a lot of talk about military stuff, right? Like we've talked that there's been trends along the way and this military base was in the news quite often. So I think he made an association there. I don't know how credible that is. But um, yeah, there was a lot of concern about the rocket but evidently just by him and no one else. Well, he also mentioned vapor trails, and that's when he lost credibility with me. So, just a thought. <laughs> but him and Ted Nugent? Mm. Okay. Mm. So, I, what I find really fascinating is that after this conversation, Wes goes back and now starts trying to look this up online. Wouldn't that have been your first step? Maybe that's just how they told the story okay true you know maybe uh that would have been too anticlimactic that they were like look it's the easiest of google searches it's right (laughs) there the whole article (laughs) on it newspaper everything but weirdly this must be the only thing that's not online anywhere right there's not a picture of it there's not an article about it there's nothing which i find really interesting like that looks like such a senior picture type of situation it does it really like it's a little industrial i mean what teenage boy doesn't want to be next to a rocket but but the scale of it like to get his that teenage boy's face and the rocket would be a little difficult i would think for a photographer but you know what you could shoot from underneath (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh anyway they did talk about how they had like removed access to the roof So maybe that's why there are no senior pictures up there. But they make it seem like it was very difficult to get up there. But then our cats decide they've got to get up there. And it didn't seem that difficult. I concur. At 5.55 a.m. So they move move it up an hour when it actually is dark. (laughs) And they can do their covert ops. So they're solving problems. Right. So it's Wesley and another guy that make their way onto the roof and they use the fire escape, which is very prominently featured on the side of the building. Like the building is a lovely, like cream color and the fire escape is black. And so it's not like stumbled upon a secret passage. (laughs) It's just there. It's so funny. Yeah. I know. I feel like maybe we're missing something because, yeah, they were like, we just couldn't possibly. And then they just did. And and right. holding a camera, but so they have um, like jumpsuits on, <laughs> and I'm like, Lyndon credibility left and right. You could be a maintenance worker in that. You could be a <laughs> Ghostbuster. If some like, you know, early riser dare ask you questions, you could be like, Yeah, um, we're here to fix the flux capacitor. It's on the roof. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go back to sleep. Nothing to see here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm what did they find when they get to the roof? So they go up there and they seem, it's very funny because Wesley 
is on camera and he's walking around and he's very much trying to observe, which I, again, can appreciate. Mm -hmm. And without having to touch anything because at this point there is concern that this thing is real mm -hmm. and that even the base of it looks like okay maybe because it's got like legs and stuff on it it's not just you know welded to a concrete thing it's kind of screwed down and lends some credibility but um, when he looks up inside it he sees that it's hollow so it's just for show mm -hmm. but he said there were a lot of spiders so I was like that's convenient that there's a spider hotel and that is the the purpose that it serves absolutely possibly mm -hmm. bats you don't know what else is in there right all kinds of uh dark and wondrous creatures make their home in the rock and it's warm mm -hmm. maybe a little hot from time to time but what not mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and then after finding out this answer he contemplates the meaning of life and uh the answers we don't find in the world is a mystery mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it is lovely scenery it's beautiful to kind of look over off into the distance i recorded here that he says the youths look for truth but age accepts there's only mystery mm -hmm. deep thoughts so, wesley deep thoughts indeed indeed <laughs> do you uh do you have an honorary <laughs> for this one today i mean there's you know what I'm not going to pick Wes. I'm going to pick Romeo because he came through. He fucking <laughs> got them their answers, helped them like reignite the investigation because it was like dead in the water for them. So Romeo is going to be my honorary Aaron. Yes, he was a catalyst for sure. Mm -hmm. I chose Harry because nice. he wasn't willing to go on that roof himself. He sent the whippersnappers <laughs> up to do it. And then to report back. And that is some energy I can totally get behind. Mm -hmm. I've whippersnappers in my house and I haven't stood on a chair. I haven't been on a ladder in some time as they've, you know, kind of surpassed me in physical ability. And I think that that's their preference because they know that I'm just awkward and, you know, ready to fall down at any any point. So They've got them young knees. Got to put them to use. <laughs> they, do have the, they do have the rubber knees. That's true. <laughs> so. All right. Yeah. I really enjoyed this so much. It was so fast because it's only 14 minutes long, but they told such a good story. And I am going to go back and watch more of their work for sure. I went and looked up some of the stuff that they've done. So I think everyone should go to YouTube and take 15 minutes out of their life and watch this. Yeah, I think it's a feel good story. Mm -hmm. And I think I enjoyed that. That's a hard time of year. I think uh, mm -hmm. there's a lot of pressure. At least I feel it. And it was nice to just, you know, kind of have a have a distraction for a nice 15, 14 minutes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's low stakes, right? There's. Yeah. <laughs> you're not worried about someone dying. Well, hopefully no one fell off the roof. But, you know, it's low stakes, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Very well done. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk about our next episode? I'd say next week, but it's not quite that quick. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. We'll have a week in between. Mm -hmm. But yeah. What are we going to do next? So we're going to do a traditional Christmas-based documentary as we uh, wrap up the year here. You'll be looking for What Would Jesus Buy? It's a 2007 release. A rental on Prime, which I was very excited to see, was for seven days. So you can tackle it at your leisure. <laughs> um, about an hour and 30 minutes. I have finished it. 
It is spectacular. <laughs> and I can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> All right. All right. That's my goal after I mm-hmm. paint this week. Uh, yeah, definitely check it out. So, yeah, I think uh, we have talked longer than the actual documentary that we covered. And with that, we'll let you go. You guys have a wonderful week. And we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Later. Bye.